If you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to The Average Fellas Podcast, guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Average Fellas Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on a lovely October 26th. It's a beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, man, I love the fall weather. I love it. I love the fall weather. Uh, <clears throat> awesome uh, guests that I have on today's show. Before I get in, before I bring on the guests, guys, let me just shout you guys out. The listeners, the downloaders, the likers, the, po- the those of you guys who are participating, I just want to say thank you so much. Those of you guys that like and subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all those things, thank you so much. Once again, this podcast is to promote small businesses, nonprofits, freelancers, Anybody who is an average fella who's doing something extraordinary, I want to highlight their life. That's what we want to do here on this podcast. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening, downloading, liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all those things, because it takes your guys' efforts, your guys' participation with this show, um, you know, to help to help those people, the average fellas that come on the show. You know what I'm saying? I really want to highlight their business, their dream, their voice. And um, it, it, once again, I just want to say thank you guys for liking, subscribing, all those things. It means a lot to me. Uh, it means a lot to my guests um, because you guys are participating. Anyways, <clears throat> all right. Now that I've done all those things, <laughs> um, I want to bring on my guest. Uh, my guest this morning is a is a longtime friend of mine, uh, good friend of mine. We go way back. As a matter of fact, we actually used to be a beer pong team. Like we were beer pong teammates um, back in the early days. And we actually had an intro. We actually had music that we would play before we would actually start our game. It was a ritual that we had. Um, So anyways, without any further ado, I'd like to bring my guest today, uh, my friend and bro, uh, Tony G, also Tesla's finest. What's going on, Tony? How are you today? What's up? How's (laughs) it going? uh, Not bad, man. Great intro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate you jumping on the show and jumping on the call with me. Um, this is going to be a fun episode because I think, like, honestly, bro, like, you are the epitome of what the average fellows means. You're, you, the idea that you went to Tesla and what you're doing there is amazing, bro. That's it's honestly, great. bro, it's amazing. So I just want to yeah, say, man. I just want to tip my hat to you, say thank you for being an example to the average fellow. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what you're doing at Tesla is who would have ever thought a boy from Los Banos is doing what he's doing at Tesla, man. That's awesome, man. I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you as a bro. I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a great place to work. Um, and you know, you know, my background, I graduated high school. I had a kid shortly after, and then I got grinding and I just started working, had an opportunity to get a job at Tesla, took it ran with it and um that company really it it shows that um if you work hard and uh, bust your ass and just do the best you can they'll they'll treat you right because i uh i've been there for six years now in i think next month and uh yeah i really like working there i don't plan on leaving right in it to the wheels fall off and right those first few years no one knew what was going to happen so it was uh it's been exciting and well worth it well <clears throat> speaking about tesla what give me a brief overview of like what how you start what you started at like what you started doing at tesla and then like what you're doing now <clears throat> so when i started i actually applied i went to a job fair in the fremont factory fremont california in the bay area and there was hundreds of people. I showed up an hour early and they were already filled wow. for the day. That's exactly so how I, it feels today. <laughs> I, I got turned around at the gate and I I just saw a bunch of reps. They're telling people to basically go home and they were collecting resumes. I had I had like a stack of ten. I went to ten different people and just gave them all my resume. Wow. And after that I was just after that I didn't hear anything for a few weeks. Just kept working and eventually they uh they called me like three months later went in had an interview and got hired as a production associate 
And let me highlight something real quick. You said you you gave out ten resumes to the same business yeah. to to Tesla, yeah. three different reps for te- ten different reps for Tesla. You gave them each your resume. I walked up and down the gates looking for people collecting resumes and just handed each and every one out. Wow, dude! Those of you guys out there, if you're out there looking for a job, just like me, I'm out. I'm on Indeed. I'm on every single job app possible right now. <laughs> but um, I mean, hear that. Listen to that. That's a that's a nugget of gold right there. Okay, thank you for sharing that, Tony. Okay, so um, you were saying you sh- you sh- you farmed out your resume to ten different reps at Tesla. Um, you didn't hear from them for a couple of weeks, and then you. I didn't hear from them. After a few weeks, I gave up. I was like, ah, eh, maybe next time. And a few months later, like it was like three or four months later, they called me, had an interview for production associate, and that's where I started. Working on the line. Working on the line, man. Building the new motors. So you were actually in the automotive um, part of the factory at that point. Yep, exactly. And what what models were you working on at that point? Um, I was working on the new drive unit for the Model X when it when they came out with the dual motor vehicle. Those were the motors I was building. Wow. So the S and X, yeah. Okay, and so so that was in Fremont, though, right? Correct. That was in Fremont. I worked there for a year. Wow. It's um. So that was in Fremont. So I now I now <clears throat> I know we had a chance to hang out and catch up um a couple of days ago. What do you what exactly is it that you're working on now? Because I know you were doing some like uh. So from there, from the Fremont factory, I they they announced the Gigafactory in Nevada, and it was interesting. It was new. Um. It was just away from the Bay Area where it was cheaper and uh, less people. And it seemed like a cool opportunity. So I applied and got the job. And I became one of the first crews to go out there and start production. And from there, I actually switched to the Tesla energy department. And we built the first power packs and stationary storage um, that we built production-wise. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that was excellent. And then from there, the Gigafactory expanded and I went to the drive units for the model three cars that are currently out and the model Y. And after that, I, I went to, I went to the, the drive units. Yeah. I went to the drive units for the model three. And then I, I went to a totally different out of production position. So now what I'm currently doing and have been for the past, I don't know, eight months. I'm a manufacturing engineering technician. So now I'm installing the lines and upgrading the lines and adding the new equipment in. So it's pretty I, fun. So when you talk about upgrading the lines and stuff, so basically what you're saying is like you are you are one of the people, one of the personnel that's on the team that's actually building the manufacturing line, installing the robots. Correct. Making yeah. sure that these certain processes or processes are, you know, are made known before the next, you know, the fresh pair of hands who is the operator, right? Who is an operator who just, ma- who just, who just mans that one tool. <clears throat> That's it. That's awesome, man. I, I, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. So he, today's episode, I really want... We're, Eventually, we're going to get into is building a computer, really, because I, I want to pick your brain about that. About that, I'm sort of I got a budget for a computer, and I'm on the market for. I don't want to sink, you know, two grand into a computer if I can build it yeah. for less than a grand. You know, what I'm saying so. I, I want to hear people's uh, experiences and expertise on that, um, so that way I can get a better understanding and you know make a better decision myself, really. And that's kind of what this podcast is for, obviously. Um, but prior to um, building your computer, um, did you have any experience with like electronic components or computer components or even uh, building not, like um, electronical, like, you know, things? Not really. Like I never took any classes. Um, I've always been interested in computers since I was a kid, um, but I've never really tinkered with electronics until recently. Um there's just a lot to electronics I didn't understand, but about a year ago, I finally had the time and the money and the 
I guess, motivation to build a computer. So I did. Uh, what, what I guess, I guess what I want to say is, um, so getting into the, the position that you have now, um, building the computer, did that happen prior to the, to the position that you have now? Like you are actually installing fully functional robots for the Tesla manufacturing line today. Like right now, that's part of your job, right? <laughs> Yeah, small part, but yes, it's a small part of it, right? So, but so leading into that, like you, you know, obviously we're going to get into talking about building a computer. So, would you say that maybe your experience or that introduction into building a computer maybe had uh, opened your eyes to the world of you know computer components, electronic components, and like how you know how these pieces of hardware work together and function? Yeah, so it was actually the other way around. Working at Tesla, I've learned like just a totally different way of thinking about how things are made and how how stuff is manufactured and it learning how to work on electrical cabinets and running wire and building mechanical devices and running pneumatics and all that stuff it gave me the confidence to be like i pretty sure I can build a computer if I can do all this other stuff. Wow. All I got to do is learn about it and take it one step at a time. And I think almost anybody can build a computer if you just do a little bit of research. Just a little bit of research, a speed of research. <clears throat> this next question, um, for people considering building their own computer, uh, what are some free resources they can find helpful that that you used i'm sure like you googled or youtube some, some some things yeah exactly so um i did did a lot of youtube research um i the first thing i did was what are the major components of a computer and uh watched a couple of videos on that um but for when i actually when it came to building the computer there's a website called pcpartpicker.com and you basically have a blank slate and it shows you all the different com major components that you could use to build your computer and you start picking each component and every time you add something the next thing you add it only shows you components that are compatible with the components on your list already oh wow That's so it's awesome. very convenient for making sure you have everything that works together Wow, that is that that would that's definitely useful. What is this PC part picker you said dot com? Yeah, PC part picker dot com. And I that's something I didn't even consider when I first started, you know. Wow. You know, like either I mean it's not working. Yeah, exactly. Plug and play. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, speaking of like plug and play, right? So I okay, so I, I know so I like I have a rudimentary understanding of all the functioning parts, the hardware for the computer. Um, I have a rudimentary understanding of the necessary software that I need in order to run a computer. Um, but if, if I wanted to actually build a computer today, where, where would you suggest that I start? Um, so how I started uh, was actually, I just, well, I don't even know if it's the right type of way to start, but I bought a case. I found a case that looked cool. Well, here's what I did. I decided I I want to buy a computer and build it. So I don't have a lot of money, but I do. I don't mind waiting. So I went on Newegg.com, which is a a popular uh, computer parts website, and Best Buy, and I was just looking for deals for parts I needed, and it all just started with the case. But you should really consider your budget first. Um, some people say half your budget should be your graphics card and the other half is everything else um so for you you mentioned you had up to maybe a thousand dollar or a thousand if you can get a two thousand dollar pc for a thousand bucks that's a way better option and a five hundred dollar graphics card can get you a really good pc well, but that's just one component though in the giant in the list of 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 pieces of hardware that you actually need to build your computer right a graphics card yeah exactly so you need the motherboard the cpu the ram and the hard drive well, well, those are the major components okay so that, that was actually my next <laughs> that was actually my next question it was i was like it's gonna my literally my next question says speaking of building 
a computer, can you identify some key components to a computer build? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, exactly. So the motherboard, CPU, graphics card, and RAM, and um, the hard drive or solid-state drive. Those are the main components. Um, motherboard make basically communicates, makes all the other components communicate with each other. The central processing unit or the CPU or processor, that's the brains of the computer. Um, like the code that Windows runs off of sends commands to the processor that decodes all the information and tells all your other components what to do. Um, and the graphics card makes your graphics. So like if your monitor is not high end, there's no point getting a high end graphics card kind of situation. But um, or if you're doing like three to the 3D design, you'll probably want a stronger graphics card. Right. Well, I mean, so speaking about speaking about hardware, um, so this is this is the problem that I'm running into. So I don't have any expertise in, in actually building a computer. I just know pieces, you know, I worked at Western Digital, we built hard drives, hard disk drives. So it was actually a disk inside of a drive that would spin, wasn't a solid state, a little bit different technology, not flash drive technology. Um, It's older technology, but still reliable. You know, that's that's why they're still in business to this day. But so I know, I know that there are components to your computer that, you know, you know, they, they do certain, there are certain functions that carry out the heart, your hard drive stores, you know, it's, it's a storage bank. It's there to store files. It's there to store, you know, code. It's there just to dump things and save it. Right. Um, everything from videos, pictures, everything you want to say, just any kind of data you can you store it on that drive. Right. So, um, speaking about, um, hardware, can you talk about the relation between hardware components, um, you talked about graphics cards, so I want to talk about specs, maybe, and functionality between software and hardware, as far like when it comes to like graphics cards, CPUs, because you know here's the big old thing. Here's the thing: is like whoever's building a computer, you're building it for a reason, a tool, maybe, right? So I'm I'm a podcaster, and I want to build a computer that can process you know video and audio, you know, um, um data. So, you know, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. you know, can you talk maybe, maybe kind of like run us through that? Maybe your, 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 your experience and understanding and sort of like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. What, what a high end component would do for what, um, what kind of job you're trying to get. Exactly. Done, right? Exactly. So, so for, um, when it comes to the motherboard, um, the more you want to do, the better the m- motherboard you would need. Basically the better higher-end motherboards have more graphics card slots or more pin readouts for more fans and more lights or more more RAM slots. Um, so that's kind of the range for that. It just depends on what you're doing. And it could be anything. Just It, it doesn't matter. It could be audio, video. Just if you need more stuff plugged in, more cameras, more this, more that, you'll be, need a bigger motherboard. motherboard with more you know, accessibility. Wow. Uh, for the CPUs, the processors, um, most video games, um, you don't really need a high-end processor like the mid-range i5 or Ryzen 5 processors will be just fine for any high-end game that you want to play where the higher and bigger um central uh, the cpus come into play is when you're doing video editing and uh 3d modeling or um any high processing software like that right so um, but what we mean by high processing is something that is literally having to crunch data because if you think about video there's every pixels coded for a color Every color's coded for a certain amount of time in a certain frame, you know, at a certain point in space, right? So yeah, that, exactly. all that is coded a certain way <clears throat> for your CPU to sort of, you know, crunch all those zeros and ones to interpret what exactly the output should be, right? And so when you talk about, 
you talk about your CPU um, and you talk about graphics cards. Can you talk about that a little bit? Maybe talk about how the relation between those, you know, if maybe a little bit more in depth. So if someone was wanted to do video editing, maybe what are some of the things that would benefit them when they go to purchase a computer? What are some of the key component like hardwares, hardware? What are some of the key hardware components that you would say spend the money on if you were a video editor? Okay, so um, a CPU that can handle a lot of data, you know, um, again, i5, i7s are fine as well. Uh, but when it comes to probably the most important is the RAM, a lot of RAM, because all the RAM is your temporary local data that the processor needs to feed from. So if you're, you've been probably, I don't know if you've had experience with video editing, but if you're editing a big file and you're trying to go to a different section or whatnot, or add effects or whatever, it can lag or yeah. take a really long time to get to the next page with a lot of RAM. All that data is right there for it to access rapidly. And you know how it's a, it's a long card and that whole card is a bunch of pins. I forget the amount of pins, but versus like your hard drive where it's like i don't know eight pins the the ram is 29 pins or whatever it may be so it's a lot more data can be processed faster so if you have more ram um it has access to be processed basically so it's sort of i guess um, maybe another analogy i just want to add on to that and highlight it right so for the listeners um so Basically, I think what I guess readily available energy and then your hard drive is like your stored energy, right? So exactly. So your RAM would be considered like what you can if you if you like to work out, if you're into fitness, what can you use right now? You know, what can you do right now? Explosive kinetic energy right now that is readily available for you to lift your weights, run your mile. And then there's stored energy, which is like fat, which is like the hard drive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the solid state drive yeah, exactly. in the back. Yeah, yeah. Holding on to it, you know. Exactly. Cool. Um, so uh can you talk about um can you talk about your first time powering up your DIY computer? I'm sure this was probably a a, a, a stressful oh, moment for you. <laughs> Dude, it was uh, it was interesting. Um, I was I, I was confident. Um, I was pretty confident building it because I watched a lot of videos. Uh, I was super careful. It took me like four hours to put it all together because I was just like rewatching stuff and looking at the manuals and putting it all together. Um, so I plugged it in. I was so excited. Um, hooked everything up, made it sure it was all hooked up, Pressed the power button. Boom. Lights come on. Fans are spinning. Nothing on the screen. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, what's happening? Oh no. And I ended up, um, just unplugging some stuff. I uh, made sure everything was. I didn't end up. I didn't unplug anything immediately, but I made sure everything was plugged in right. Um, and then I noticed on the graphics card, there was an option for. There's six pin plug, which is what I had and thought I needed, and then there's an eight pin plug, and I needed the eight pin plug. So I eventually figured that out, plugged it in, turned it back on, and boom. Windows oh. popped up for installation. So, okay. So, um, maybe you walked that part real quick. So you, you built, you actually built a PC, right? So you built it and you built it on the windows, um, uh, platform, right? The, exactly. That's the operating system. Right. So, um, maybe you can talk about that. Talk about operating system. Talk about, um, you know, why did you choose windows over maybe Linux or even going the OS route where you have to buy the entire computer? <laughs> Yeah, um, so I I went for Windows just because I was familiar with it. I use it at work. Um, it's it's only a hundred dollars for the license forever, and um, it was a pretty simple process. You just buy it, install it onto a USB drive, and then when it's plugged in, there's a um, on most motherboards nowadays they have a 
a specific USB port in the back that will check for an operating system install as it boots up. And wow. that's how it you just turn on the computer and it it knows to load look for that to load. And uh that's how it all that's how it all started. So from from the manufacturer, what what actual motherboard company did you go with? Um it's MSI, pretty popular. I yeah. got the the higher end budget board when I first started, the Tomahawk. Um and then I more recently upgraded to, uh, I forget what it's called, but I upgraded to the higher high-end MSI board just because of certain reasons, I guess. I don't know. So I just wanted to upgrade. So so um, can you talk about maybe some of the benefits for building your computer as far as like upgrading your computer? Because I think today, now more than ever, for me, a computer is an investment kind of like a car. You know, like I need my yeah. computer to do functions that will, you know, I maybe, you know, eventually make me money, hopefully. Um, but I need my computer to obviously do word processing. I need it to um, have enough storage for all my family videos and all that kind of stuff like that. So, exactly. um, <clears throat> so the benefit of starting small when I built my computer with the basically cheapest components I can find on sale over the course of a couple months is I knew I could, I could always just upgrade down the line, which is something I actually needed to do at one point. Because I would, uh, I started streaming recently and running the encoder and the, the a video game, or I used to play two video games at once, like one that's just like a click and wait game while I'm playing a yeah. first person shooter. It started it started making my um, my processor overheat and it actually shut down my computer. Oh wow! Yeah, so I was like, okay, I know it's a dumb reason to upgrade, but I was like, uh, I might as well. And I had a little bit of spare cash, found a processor that was on sale. So I was like, let's upgrade it. And I did. And it's definitely worth it. And you can do that with all of the components as you need to. And the good thing about the other components is I actually have enough spare components now to build another computer. <laughs> wow. Are you going to do that? <laughs> I was thinking about it. Yeah. Um, do a YouTube I build, man. Have YouTube builds. YouTube. I might, <laughs> I might teach Max how to uh, build a computer that way. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing. When I have kids, like if if I learn once I learn to build a computer, I'm seriously considering build, teaching my children the value of a computer. Because to, yeah. in today's society, in the future, learning how computers work is going to be necessary for me. I think so. You know, of course, yeah. I mean, let's I mean, it seems I mean, that way. Exactly. Like, look at automation. Like, burger flippers are a thing. They're robots that flip your burgers for you now. <laughs> put the mayo on it. It's slap coming. Your bun on. It's coming. So, unless you know how to program that robot, unless you know how all the components, or even have a rudimentary understanding of the components that are necessary for you to even maybe even use a robot, um, yeah, you know, it's valuable information. And 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 tomorrow's society. That's why I want to talk about, I mean, this is an important episode to me. You work for Tesla. I feel like Tesla has that very future thought. Like they, they look to the future, they innovate for the future. Right. And, um, and that's exactly. one thing, you know, that's one thing about computers that I've always loved, especially being a kid, like, um, for me, computers were like taboos growing up. It was just like, we didn't have a computer until I was like 12 years old. And when we did have a computer, you didn't touch it because you didn't know how to use it. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. So, so for and, me, and it cut off the phone line if you wanted to go on the internet. Yeah, exactly, man. So it was very limited to what you could do. And you, and the time that you did spend on the computer was like, Oh my God, I better figure it out now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt the same way, but you know, so like I said, like you, know, you talk about, you know, teaching it to max, teaching him the computer parts and stuff. I think it's very valuable, man. Like I want to teach my kids that I want to teach them what computer can do, what, what the, what the pieces are. It's like a car, you know, people value exactly. their car, but I will tell you this, you can make a whole lot more money on your computer than you could do on a car. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, what, so for people that are thinking about, um, buying a computer, 
what is a good price for a consumer computer to buy and maybe a a custom computer like what 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 is the difference in value there can you talk about the price point perhaps yeah almost like you said um how you could build a you would want to get the most value if you could build a computer for a thousand dollars that you could buy for a pre-built one for two thousand that's almost what it is um kind of that rate um just the labor itself is um part of the price right there in the pre-built computers um like i did you can get stuff on sale over time when the when the price is right for you and just build it when you have all the components together um i even bought my first graphics card on ebay that was the biggest saver right there. I bought it for 50 bucks and it was like a $250 graphics card. Wow. So you can't do that with a commercial one. So, um, commercial, if you're in a hurry or don't want to put in the, the time to build it, then there are some good, uh, good value commercial pre-built. Um, you should probably, look on one of look for a specialty company who does that not like a best buy one or walmart pre-built computer whatever um yeah so okay but so talk maybe talk about that walmart computer talk about that that best buy computer what is um what would you say? So the person who maybe is think they're going to go, I'm going to go spend a thousand dollars on a computer right now, right? Let's just say random person, right? I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on a computer right now. Um, you, from your position, from your experience building your computers, would you warn people who are going to go buy a consumer computer and be like, no, just build it. Don't waste your money. Is it like that sort of sentiment or is it like, yeah, if you need it, go for it. Yeah, it's, more if you if you need it go for it because some people it depends on if like my mom was like trying to my mom was trying to buy built a gaming computer i don't know to just skype with the family and play hd solitaire or something um i i would just say yeah just buy a buy a consumer one you know three hundred dollars you can do all that or something yeah but if my my cousin who is more technical and you know is good with his hands for work you know or whatever you may be doing uh i would tell him hey just build it you'll get a more bang for your buck that's what all it comes down to really if you put in the work you'll get more bang for your buck and if you're technical enough to do it uh, i recommend you doing it and like i said it's easy to become technical enough by watching videos on the YouTubes, on the tubes of youbes, for sure. Um, so what, what, um, can you talk about maybe, uh, talk about the person who, uh, is looking to buy a computer that, uh, maybe they want to do the Apple, but, um, you've built a PC. Is there any sort of, do you have any comments towards that? Like the person who favors, uh, the, uh, the Mac platform over the Apple platform over the, over the PC platform? Uh, no. Um, I understand why people choose Mac. It's super streamlined. So easy to use. Very powerful. Uh, it looks sexy. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> can't hate on that. Um, so it's just basically for me it's like taste and familiarity maybe yeah familiarity with what you've grown to know and use well and i i agree with that too because i've used both platforms mac and pc and i feel like for me mac i can get a lot of work done on like especially creative work It, it just like i feel like the interfacing and like the I don't want to say ergonomics, but like the, just the, how the platform works to me seems it's an extension of myself. I just kind of know it. Yeah. You know, I just know the platform without ever even using a certain program on it. I just sort of, it falls into Uh place. Like I kind of know it where when I started working on PC using PC, 
it became a little more technical. I had to sort of up my game and my understanding of drivers, software, you know, software compatibility, hardware yeah. compatibility, a little bit more in-depth knowledge of computers in general. So, um, may, I mean, like, so, I guess for me, PC is the way to go if you need a workhorse. Like, if you need a literally a computer that you're going to abuse and yeah, yeah. get the PC. But if if yeah. there's a if there's a computer that you love and that you're like, this is my child and I, you know, creative bliss, <laughs> go with the Mac. I just just a little bit different workflow for me at least as yeah. a, as a content creator. You know, um, can you talk about uh, maybe some of the, uh, the the softwares that you use for PC um, that you. Um, that need to be highlighted, especially for, for people who are building computers. You talked about using uh, Windows OS. Um, can you talk about other softwares that you needed that you weren't aware of until you had to build your computer? Um, for getting it started and set up, all you really need is the Windows operating system uh, installed. But there's another, there's a couple of um, programs for specifically for the graphics card and for the CPU and the and the motherboard that kind of basically an all-in-one monitoring software for your computer and it's it's if if you look up the graphic card or processor that you have and you look for um, like dashboard MSI motherboard dashboard and you could find a software that let you look at all the settings and kind of see how everything's running in real time run it's, tests it other than that optimize software, the the cohesion between those pieces of hardware right exactly exactly and th there's a there's also software for like running all your lights and like tuning the colors like my 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 pc has a bunch of rgb you know, lights that makes it look all fancy and and pretty. <laughs> you have to send me a picture, man. So I can use it in the background on our Instagram for our Instagram yeah. for this when we do the little Instagram <laughs> snippet for this. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I want to talk to you about Tesla. I want to talk to you about maybe some of your experience building your computer and working at Tesla. Um, you said that Tesla really sort of helped you think differently. And it was through that job experience that sort of helped you gain a, a, some knowledge that opened the door to encouraging you to build your own computer. Um, so after building a computer, um, working at Tesla for a while, um, can you talk about maybe some of the practical experience that came from building your computer? And then how did that maybe, did that work translate to going back to work, helping you back at work with that understanding of building your computer? Um, it not, it's just such a different, uh, skill set building the computer and it's just what I do day to day. It did get me, um, through some more, some conversations with some engineers who also build their, have built their own PCs uh, and it's fun to talk about and nerd out uh, about computer building, um, especially with a new, one of the new graphics cards that came out from um, MSI or no, I don't know who made it. NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Yeah. They just came out with a new series. Um, but it's fun. Uh, I'm able to, help others build PCs and get into the hobby. And that's always a nice thing. Yeah. I'm actually going to build a, build one for my girlfriend tonight. Hey, are you going to be streaming that? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't think so. I might, I don't know. Maybe I will. Speaking about streaming. Um, so, uh, are you, I heard you mentioned that you started streaming a little bit. So like, can you get, can you maybe give us a little teaser of that content? What exactly are you streaming? What do you get into? Like, what was the, what, what, what got you into streaming? So, you know, our friend Tom, yeah. uh, Ducker, it's that Ducker. Um, I just, when I, when I built my PC, I started hanging out with you guys online more and, um, he has been streaming on twitch for a little bit so i started watching him and all of his friends and i became friends with them and it's just a fun fun way to hang out a community and 
And I am horrible at, at video games. I'm not I'm I'm not horrible, but I'm not good at shooters or I'm nowhere near professional level at any of that stuff. I just don't have time. So I'm taking a little bit different route and I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing a bunch of nerdy stuff. I paint D and D miniatures. Um most of them that I've 3D printed. So there's some 3D printing action and Wow. Um I'll play some I'll also play video games, but more just for fun, casual. And um any sort of some sort of uh electronics. I actually replaced a the shell of a Joy-Con controller. Um, which is actually not that easy. It was I thought it was gonna be a wow. lot easier, but getting deep i took the entire thing apart there's a lot of little tiny components that i may or may not have messed up along the way <laughs> but stuff like that just doing painting electronics 3d printing that's and a little cool, bit man. of video games that's awesome I, I really like that that's that's cool i like the little like the, I, I did watch a little bit of your stream today you were painting something i look like a demon it definitely was a dnd figure or like yes that's exactly what you yeah were it, it was a demon <laughs> Oh my! It was God. actually Balrog from Lord of the Rings. Wow! Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that is really awesome. You talked about three D printing right now. So, um, building your PC, I, I know I, I I talked to you about this before. You said that you have a three D printer that's not necessarily just a plug and play. Like you ordered it, it came in pieces, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's called the Ender Three Pro. It is a uh, it's a 3D printer uh, that uses filament, plastic filament, um, just a little wire of filament in a spool that you feed into the extruder of the 3D printer, and it heats up, and you load a um, a file that's called uh, G-code, and it's just a, a sort of code that the printer runs off of XYZ access, and it heats up and the printer moves along in the XYZ axis layer by layer, printing out whatever you tell it to. Wow. That's awesome, man. So can you maybe talk about some of the things that you've printed before on that? Uh, printed some, printed some dice towers, which is, um, basically like a tube that you dump dice into and it comes out at the bottom to reveal your role. Um, this, the D you saw me paint, um, I've printed a replica of Disneyland, the Disneyland castle. Oh, wow. Which was pretty cool. It was like almost the size of my head. Um, that's pretty precise. Almost the size of my head. I literally am watching you <laughs> and just looking at your head thinking, that's a pretty big castle. Yeah, it was pretty big. Um, let me see if I can show you. I printed this. This uh, headset stand. Oh, wow. Cool. And a lot of upgrades, actually, for my printer itself. So, like, a cable chain, a uh, drag chain, so it, it just runs along the wires to keep them neat. A um, couple knobs. I printed... Um, what was it? I printed something for my, for my roommate. He needed, like a clip made and I, I printed that for him. Wow. So actually during the pandemic, I printed, I printed about 60 face mask holders for the, the face shields. Yeah. And we, uh, we donated them and we actually got a letter from the governor. Wow. Saying thanks. It was pretty cool. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I'm using that for the Instagram clip. That's going for the Instagram clip. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's awesome, man. So, so for me, like I'm one of these kind of people where like, I think of 3d printing, I think of the future, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I Kanye West it to the future when I think of 3d printing, I'm like, Oh my God, the future is 3d printing. And you know, you can Google it right now. You can YouTube right now, 3d printing manufacturing. And I, there is some guy somewhere in a warehouse who has 300 Amazon 3d printers and he's printing out Whatever yep. you want to, whatever you want, you want to print out, you yeah, know, you paper are. clips or little, you know, balloon holders or something. You just dial his number. He'll print, he'll print you out a thousand <laughs> of them, you know? And so for me, you know, these sorts of skills, we're talking about building your computer. You know, you have a 3d printer that you assembled yourself, right? 
Yep. You learn, um, I mean, the software that you need to, to even create something three-dimensional for your 3D printing, like these are all things that are very useful for tomorrow's society that I think that people take it, don't understand the value in understanding these concepts and building your own computer, learning how to have a 3D print, using a 3D print. Tomorrow's, our children are going to take advantage of 3D printing. Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, they're not going to go. They're not going to go buy a pitcher to put their Kool Aid in. They're going to print one out right in front of them. Like, oh, we need <laughs> yep. a salad bowl. We're not going to go buy it. Let's Whoa. just print one out. You know. So the, this is the kind of things I'm talking about. Like, like when I talk about future and I talk about like you know like very valuable skill sets, building a computer, man, and learning how to use it. Um, it I mean, Elon Musk. I think that embodies the Tesla. The Tesla per, like vibe, the Tesla future, you Tesla know, spirit. the Tesla spirit, exactly, man. And um, <clears throat> to see you, to see your experience, you're building your own computer, you got your own 3D printer now, you know, you're just drinking the Red Bulls, and you know, what I'm saying like that Tesla vibe. <laughs> no, it's just that there's that pioneering sort of spirit behind it, and it's exciting, you know. And I, when I see I someone like you. Um, I don't know if you relate to like the average fella, but I do. I relate to the average fella. And these small things like building your own computer, you know, it might not seem that interesting to everybody, but at the end of the day, the future depends on people who have these skills. And I mean, you can learn how to, um, you know, bake a cake all you want, but the future is not going to depend on baking cakes. That's mm-hmm. all I got to say. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I, I want to talk to you. Uh, last last bit of advice. Um, I'm somewhere talking about the average fellas, and and you know it's important for me. This podcast is a, it's doing more for the listeners, doing more for me than you know, Tony. I mean, awesome. hearing you talk about building your computer, working at Tesla, like these electronics is my like is my little is my niche. You know, growing up, my dad would always be like don't be dumb. Don't do what I do. Do something else. And I always thought that computers, you know, I always had this thing where, you know, if you knew how to use a computer, if you could make money with a computer, then you were a step above, you were a step into the future. And, um, yeah. you know, even just, even just compute, just building your computer, being, becoming that familiar with the hardware, with the software, what it takes to actually, you know, compute stuff and build a function. It's like a car, you know, it's building a car. There's plenty of mechanics out there that know how to build cars today, um, but they didn't want to build computers. And it's it's very vice. You can actually trans that skill from building a car, being a mechanic can translate to building your computer. Very simple, very quickly, yep. very quickly. Yeah. So the, the, I guess like the, the, the gate to entry, the, bo- the, I don't know how you say it. You know, the bar to entry. Oh, my God. My puppy's running around. Uh, gateway. Yeah. The gateway to entry is it's it's kind of low. It's low for people, but it's just ex- exposing people to the concept of building their own computer, getting familiar mm-hmm. with electronic components. You know, I don't know how many times I talk about, you know, hard drives of people and, you know, we do, we do talk about your mom. My mom is you know, when it comes to technology, even her phone clueless, (laughs) you know, she'll still call me up to this day. Hey Zach, can you show me how to print? I need to download this for my email. And I'm like, Oh Lord. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. I mean, do you, have you seen, have, do you, have you dealt with that though? Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Just recently, actually I was trying to help my mom buy tickets on her phone while I was on the phone with her. Oh Lord. she 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 was able to figure it out, but we were on the phone for like forty five minutes. Yeah, it's a different world now. It's different. Yeah, it's not the same. Uh, so our parents, that skill learning the computer, it's a little late for them. It's a little late in the game. Yeah. The first 30, 40 years of their lives, computers weren't a thing. Weren't, weren't a thing. And then like you know, like how old were you when computers became like valuable? Because for me, I was like maybe twelve, thirteen years old when computers came on the radar. Like. You need to get on yeah. the internet today, you know, like I think I was 10 when we got a family, a family PC. Wow. A family PC. And we didn't even have internet when we got it. It was just for book reports. Yeah. It was, it was just for like typing stuff. Trash. 
<laughs> I remember those days, man. I remember them. Type and print. That's it. We had a um, we had a a a Hubert Hewitt Packer. Is that what it's called? An HP. Yeah. It was an HP Home Edition, and I mean, it had like the matching keyboard, the matching tower, the matching monitor, and everything. It yeah. was cute, and it had the little like two speakers and everything. With <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. So, anyways, like I said, so la- I guess my last question would be, I'm over here like just flapping at the gums over here. Um, what advice would you say to the average fellow listening who thinks that they need to be the Elon Musk to build the next computer or to build their own computer. I would say YouTube, baby. <laughs> That's all you need to do. Just look up videos, use Google, just understand all the components and you'll be a lot more confident in how to build a computer. There's plenty of uh, resources out there. Awesome. Um, speaking of those resources, is there, can you just like maybe just name a few, just throw some websites out there for the listeners right now? Um, like I said, PC part picker when you're building um, YouTube, there's a few YouTubers out there that um, that are all about building computers and tech like that, like uh, Linus or Lionel, Lionel Tech Tip, I think is one of them. Uh, and I don't know any other ones off the top of my head. <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, I mean, I just, I, I just want to say thank you so much for, I mean, just providing the, 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 you know, the, the information that you did today. I mean, although it's a little different interview, I feel like today's interview was very valuable to me because I'm trying to build my own computer, you know, um, <laughs> I feel you. any shout outs or, uh, anybody you want to shout out before we sign off today? Um, Shout out to you, man. Thanks for doing the podcast. I like listening to it. I'm a huge fan. Glad I can actually be on, man. It's a, it's an honor. Dude, thank and, you. No, I appreciate um, it. Yeah. Uh, check me out on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash T-O-N-X-8-8. Tonex8. There you have it, ladies All and right. gentlemen. Hey, so I just want to say thank you guys for listening tonight or thank you for listening this morning, <laughs> the Average Fells podcast. Uh, once again, guys, subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. I would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. Please review us on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get up in the directories, rank up, and it would really uh, really benefit us if you guys did that for us. Uh, once again, it would benefit the, the people on the show, the nonprofits, the small businesses that need to get their names out in the world. That need We need to share their story. So once again, leave us a review um, and rate us and all those good things, guys. Once again, this is the Average Files Podcast. Peace and love.